Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Kumo Majesty 9 Solus TA91. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Volume. It's time for the parade in Pasadena. Tradition meets college football action in one epic bowl game. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, you can make every play count. New customers can score 150 instantly in bonus bets just for betting $5 on college football. Download the app now and use code JOHN. New customers can score 100 and 50 instantly in bonus bets for betting just 5 bucks on college football. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code J-O-H-N. John, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 9777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restriction terms and, and responsible gaming resources. <laughs> What is going on, everybody? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. How are we doing? Not as good as Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos because we had some breaking news on Wednesday morning from Shefty that Russell Wilson is benched. And even more than that, I think his career in Denver is obviously over. We'll dive into how this happened, why this happened. Was the marriage destined to fail from the beginning? Who is going to be the fall guy because of this? Does, who deserves blame for making this trade in the first place? Was it a no-brainer? A lot of different angles. Some thoughts on Travis Kelsey. He had some comments today. Obviously, things aren't going great in Kansas City. And uh, Jacoby Brissett is going to start the last couple games for Washington. And yeah, we'll, we'll obviously talk some football. 
I'll sprinkle in a little mailbag at John Middlecoff. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram fire in those DMs. And get your question answered here on the show. Very, very easy to do. If you listen on Colin's feed, make sure you subscribe to the Three and Out podcast. If you like the video pod portion of the podcast, we put everything on YouTube. We got a new YouTube page, been up for like a month, a little over a month right now. We're ripping and roaring. So appreciate everyone that has subscribed. If you, if you watch that way, subscribe to the channel and to the volume.com. We got merch. So check out Three and Out Flex Fit Hats. Yeah, let's dive into football. But first, can I tell you about some friends? And they are my good friends at game time. And I do believe, I believe this to my core, at my heart, that I gave the best Christmas present that anyone did in my family. It's because when my brother looked under the tree, he grabbed a bag and it was full of two floor seat tickets at a concert. And I did it because of my friends at game time, the official ticketing app of this podcast. So go to your smartphone, go to your iPad, and download the game time app. And when you do, buy a ticket to any event. Football games, basketball games, hockey games, Obviously, concerts, comedy shows, first pair of tickets. Promo code John saves you $20. I've used them all year long. I continue to use them. Game time, download the app, promo code John, J-O-H-N. Save yourself $20. I don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. You know, this, this league is doing circles around everyone, television ratings, and it also brings the drama off the field. You know, the games are what carries this sport. It's why they just signed $111 billion worth of media rights deals. It's why, for the financial success of the NFL, it's about us watching the games, not even us attending uh, for the people that run these organizations. But the reason we watch is for quarterbacks, right? And I have seen Russell Wilson live probably four times. And I, I do believe, and I saw him in the peak of his powers, he was one of the great players I've ever seen live. As just an entertainment product. I mean, the way he played, and I saw him a lot against the 49ers, which he absolutely owned. He was a spectacular player. Now, he was different. You know, there was a lot of push and pull with Pete Carroll. Run the ball more, hand the ball off, let Russ cook. It's hard to play with a guy who is King Freelance guy. But he's one of the great freelance quarterbacks in the history of the league. The problem is, is when you hang your hat on that and your physical skills diminish, he's no longer as spry as a runner. Uh, he's more hesitant to run in, in general because as you age, you don't want to get hit. Your skills fall off a cliff. And Russell Wilson, I don't know in his peak, was he the fourth best quarterback? Was he the seventh best quarterback? Was he the third best quarterback? He was a baller. The guy the Denver Broncos got has been a disaster. And his stats this year are exactly why you can't box score scout. Because stats this year don't look terrible. But when you watch him play, as you did on Christmas Eve or throughout the season, there have been glimpses, and maybe it's a little bit better than last year. But to me, he looks like the 23rd best quarterback in the NFL, not the 6th. And when you extend a guy who was still under contract and pay him the amount of money, you, your production has to be better or at least close to equal to your contract. The moment there's a wide gap, you can be a $10 million player. And if your production's like $9 million, okay. But if you're a $10 million player and you're giving me $3 million production, we got a problem. You become a $40, $45, $50 million player and, and the, your ability is much closer to $15 million, even $20 million, 
that gap is too wide, and we got a disaster situation on our on our hands. Because in the NFL, contracts are all based on guaranteed money. That's how it impacts the cap. And when you pay these quarterbacks, as the Denver Broncos did Russell Wilson, his guaranteed money was astronomical, just as all these guys that are signing these contracts. So they have to be really good. The moment I give you a massive quarterback contract, if you are not a Pro Bowl elite player, we're fucking shit out of luck upstream without a paddle. And that's the situation the Denver Broncos found themselves with. Then you factor in Sean Payton shows up. There are some relationships that you just know that is never going to work. Whether it's people in our personal lives, whether it's in sports when you see it professionally with a coach and a player, maybe a GM and a coach, you go, no chance. (laughs) Or when a guy buys a team and there's an existing coach, you're like, that guy's screwed. It's never going to work. In this situation, you could see from a mile away, Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, no fucking chance on God's green earth this was ever going to have success. Personality-wise, they couldn't be more polar opposite. Football-wise, the way Russell had success, like I said, which he can't really anymore, was freelancing outside the pocket. Sean Payton's success on the football field came with one of the great pocket quarterbacks because of his accuracy playing in rhythm, playing on timing, something Russell never even was in the peak of his powers with Drew Brees. So, like, philosophically, schematically, they weren't going to mesh. They just never were. And then personally, they couldn't have been any more opposite. At least when you look at Pete Carroll, who clearly there became a wide gap between Russell and Pete as years went on. They clearly were not seeing eye to eye. Uh, They couldn't even fake it two years ago when they opened up against each other on Monday Night Football, or at least Pete couldn't, the excitement of of beating him. Pete at least is an optimistic, positive, just big energy guy. Sean Payton is an old-school, curmudgeon-y, Bill Parcells clone. That's who he is. Russell's like Mr. Positivity. It's like, well, that kind of works, getting up early when you're throwing 35, 40 touchdowns, and I feel we got a chance in the playoffs with you. It doesn't work when I think you're not any good. And to me, then you factor in the money. And I saw Sean Payton said, like, this isn't necessarily about the money. We could have done this last week. We could have done this two weeks ago. Bullshit. The, the Oakland Ra- or the Vegas Raiders did the same thing with Derek Carr last year. And they did this simply because of guaranteed money. They could not risk. And listen, this is a business. This is not peewee football. We're not teaching life lessons here. This is all about financially, especially when we're not good, moving forward, how we can set up our team. And I'm not going to get too deep into the the dead money and what's going to happen because there are so many variables. We have no clue, like, are they going to cut them outright? Are they going to end up trading them? Are they going to be able to eat some money at maybe put a pick with it, unload them to a team? I mean, there are teams that could use them, like Atlanta would be better with him than Desmond Ritter. But clearly, Sean Payton, you know one thing that I wish we could have more of in life is just stop faking it. Stop pretending one thing and then doing another. I I mean, one of the big reasons I left Northern California, like that was a way of life. Like you got to optically, you got to say this and this is how you got to act. And then you do the complete opposite in your actual life. Like Sean Payton, I'm so glad we don't even need to fake it anymore. I I never believed that he wanted any part of him. I truly believe he took that job. And listen, the Denver Broncos job, it's probably, you know, it's, a, it's an elite brand in the NFL. It has an elite fan base, great place to live, awesome division. But he took it because they gave him $90 million. It was not some ideal situation, 
right? Like the Jags job, now that Trevor Lawrence might suck, might be different, but like that's one of the worst brands in the NFL. But if you if you're Doug Peterson, you think Trevor Lawrence has a chance to be like a five-time All-Pro, which again, this is in theory a couple years ago, might not actually come to fruition, is a great job. Jobs are based on cap space, quarterback situation, draft capital, not necessarily the franchise. Now, ideally, if you could do it with the Cowboys or the Steelers or the Niners or the Giants, yeah, you're a bigger deal. But like, it doesn't necessarily matter. Pete Carroll took Seattle, which was a dog shit brand, which had been mainly awful my entire life. And I mean, they had a couple moments with Mike Holmgren, for the most part, irrelevant and turned them into a powerhouse, turned them into a team that consistently goes to the playoffs, consistently gets primetime games. They get, you know, them and the Eagles got flexed for that game for a reason. They didn't want Belichick and the dog shit New England Patriots in that spot. So I, I think, listen, Sean Payton, $90 million. I, I never blame anyone. We're all grownups, like past, like to me, 30 years old, right? I'm, I'm talking true grownups. So if you take a job strictly for the money, and that could be any amount of money, you might be making 50 grand, someone offers you 100 grand. You might be making 200 grand, someone offers you 700 grand. Listen, money's great. But then when you're miserable and shit's hard and you don't like it as much, you had to make that decision, especially if you were happy somewhere. And Sean Payton stepped away for a reason. Now, you could argue the the team he stepped away from, their quarterback situation was a disaster too. And this is why it's so difficult. Listen, we can scream and yell about Purdy the other night. He was awful. But over the course of the season, he's been damn good. And you can win with a guy. But they got lucky. They found him in the the last pick of the draft. Pick 262. That's not normal. So yeah, they can cut Russell Wilson. They can get rid of him, which they're going to do. He's never going to play another snap for Sean Payton. I think Sean Payton has been over him for months. Honestly, he probably didn't even like him in training camp. But they got competitive enough. They got the train back on the tracks. There was some positive momentum. It was like, this is my best option. And then they get to the point after Christmas Eve game, like, what are we even doing? We cannot risk it. They just had a team in their division show the blueprint of like, it's not worth it. Just fucking sit him on the side. Obviously, Derek had been there nine years. Russell had been there too. Financially, the situations were a little different because of the dead cap. You get out of Derek. But very similar of if this guy gets injured and a massive amount of guaranteed money comes back. So you, listen, part of business, and I say this all the time with the NFL, this is the reason that they suspend guys for big hits, that they throw these flags. It's not because they actually care. They don't give a shit. They, they never truly have. They just want to cover their ass. Like, you understand the company you work for, like all the HR stuff, a lot of people inside that company that run, don't actually care. They, they really do not. They just don't want anyone to get sued. They don't want the golden goose to get thrown off. I've said this forever before marijuana became legal in America. I guess it's still, it's not federally legal, but a lot of states have it legal. These owners, half the owners are probably high as I speak right now. The reason they were so strict on it was because insurance purposes. Like, all this stuff is always about money. I say this all the time with politics. Everyone gets worked up. It's all about having control of the money spigot in in politics. Just like in the NFL, it's all about your cap, the contracts, you know, how much wiggle room you have, how much guaranteed money you give guys. That's what it all fucking comes down to. I mean, the, the, the faster you can realize that that is what everything's about, the easier it is to look at professional sports. It's about the cash. And they gave Russell Wilson too much. But someone's going to have to pay for this. Like, this is not, it's not just Russell Wilson getting shipped out. I was a little surprised when Sean Payton got the job that George Payton kept his job. And I think he's going to be done. And I would expect early on, early on, 
in January, whenever the season officially ends for December, or I mean the, the Denver Broncos on their last game of the season, George Payton to be le- relieved of his duties. And for Sean Payton to have a new general manager. Now, listen. They were all in on Aaron Rodgers. And I don't blame them. They had been desperate for a quarterback with that franchise since Peyton Manning. It had been really, really ugly. right? They have talent on their team. Their quarterback play before Russell Wilson was abysmal, atrocious, I mean, embarrassing. So they were really, really aggressive on trying to get a veteran. And they thought they had Aaron Rodgers, right? That's the reason they hired Nathaniel Hackett. Like, I remember last year, was like, he didn't get the job because Aaron, even Aaron was saying that. Like, bullshit, Aaron. Then you get traded to the Jets, and he gets hired there. It's clear. And I don't blame you. Sometimes it's the way the world works. It happens in the NFL all the time, scratching agents back. Sometimes you got to take care of people to get other things done. Welcome to the real world. But it backfired, right? Aaron Rodgers, for whatever reason, took the $150 million from the Packers, even though it didn't feel like he wanted to be there. It was a bizarre situation. Well, then they were kind of screwed. They still needed a quarterback, and then John Schneider took advantage of him because they were really, really desperate. Now, I supported it at the time because I was like, listen, I know he had just had a kind of a down season, but you're so, like, you have an opportunity to get this guy, and they did, and they traded a boatload for him, and Seattle committed highway robbery, and I, I do believe that John Schneider and Pete Carroll pulled truly one of the great personnel moves of all time. Walsh did this forever. Belichick did this forever. When you make a personnel move, and I'm guilty of this because I talk shit. I thought they were going to lose it. I thought it was going to be a disaster for them. When everyone thinks you're an idiot, and this is a good life lesson. And most of us, it's like our family, our friends, maybe people in our industry, that like you do something that isn't popular, but you trust it professionally in your gut. Like people are going to call you an idiot. Who cares? Trust your intuition. Trust your gut. And those guys shorted Russell Wilson. I mean, if it was a stock trade, Nancy Pelosi would be proud. It's one of the great moves ever. Getting rid of Russell Wilson in that situation when clearly they knew he was not the same guy and getting what they got. And last year, Denver was awful. It led them to Devin Witherspoon, right? And then they made the playoffs last year. Look at their schedule. They're probably going to make the playoffs again. So you go back-to-back playoff years with Geno Smith, Drew Locke, the morale of your organization, besides Jamal Adams, is much more positive. You get rid of kind of this weird situation, this guy that makes a lot of money, that won't listen to anyone, that has this... And I'm not trying to bemoan Russell's character, because I don't think... He's not a bad guy, but there have been enough stories that he's like living in la-la land. Like, I, I don't think he's like a malicious person or whatever. But when you like have parties and you've invited everyone to the party and the only way to talk to Russell is to like ask his security guard, it's like, Russell, I play with you. Now, luckily, there are enough guys now that are in the media that have played with them that just say, yeah, it's kind of weird. The whole situation around him is a little weird. And I think he got really, and I'm not even saying like, I don't know if he's humbled or not, but like there was always a genuine nature. Listen, whether you like Rodgers or not, like if you play with him, you get his phone number. Like Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Drew Brees, they always like resonated with the people they played with. Russell never did. And I listen, I, I'm weird. You're probably weird listening to this. We all have our own quirks, but there's a level of out there with this guy of just a human interaction with his teammates that is always, uh, rub me the wrong way is probably even the wrong way to say it, but it's just, it's not ideal. And you can't have it at your quarterback position. And you definitely can't have it at quarterback when he's not playing well. 
and he's just not good enough anymore. So you're not good enough. You make a ton of money and people don't really like you that much. Like you get sent to the bench and we're just going to eat a historic amount of money potentially to get rid of you. And whether we have to include a third round pick, whether we have to eat some money, we will do whatever it takes to send you on your merry way. And listen, I always say this, like, and I know some people in the league, we get a lot of people in the league that listen to this podcast that get mad that whether I'm talking shit about their team, maybe about them personally, like none of this, it's all business to me. But like most people in football, and I've been around these coaches, I text with these coaches, some of them in personnel people, there's a lot of shit being talked. Like I, I put my name on it here. And like, if you actually could get Sean Payton on record to say what he actually thought, it would, the internet would melt, you know? So I, I think, you know, people like me trying to just help tell you what they're actually thinking. And uh, I, 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 I don't feel any sympathy for him not liking because he knew what he was signing up for. Like he saw the disaster that was last year. And like getting back to what I said earlier, when you take a job strip simply because of money, simply because of money, there are risks involved with that. And you're not, I'm sure you're allowed to complain. Obviously you're allowed to do whatever you want, but your complaints when you do that to me fall on deaf ears a little bit. And I think this is going to be a difficult situation for the Broncos. It, It just is. It's hard to find a quarterback. There's a huge element of luck involved. There's no guarantee if you draft a guy high that he's going to be any good. You know, this situation with Russell, I would say it's been one of the most unique situations I've ever seen in my years watching sports because of how great the guy was. And then he gets traded for all this. He gets an extension when he was already under contract. I saw, I think, Albert Breer or someone wrote, he was still under contract when the Broncos got him two years, $53 million, which was technically underpaid for a star quarterback. So they gave him like a $73 million raise. Like they, they could have just, I mean, honestly, traded for him and just played out his contract. But they wanted to take care of him and it backfired immediately. And I always supported last year when people were up in arms about, you know, having the, having the office and the special film room. Like Peyton Manning had that too. No one cares when things are going well. No one cares. It's why the number one sales guy at a company is allowed to do some stuff that the average guy is not. Right? You get a longer leash when you produce. And he didn't produce from the jump. So you have no equity. And this is the other thing. Anytime as a player, as an employee, as anybody, when you go to a new company, when you go to a new place, that equity in that place is not the same as where you've been for the last 10 years. And obviously in sports, Russell had so much equity with the Seattle Seahawks because he's arguably the greatest player in the history of the franchise. And obviously he's the most important player when you factor in his position. So, like, they were going to get his back, even when it turns out Pete and John were actually right about it. But in Denver, no one gives a shit. Right? I, I've, I saw it this year with Derek Carr. Right, He had some equity with the Raiders because he helped him move. He helped him go through all this crazy stuff over like a nine-year period that was insane. Insane for even the NFL. Yet the moment he goes to New Orleans, none of the fans are going to back him up. When he, when, even though his stats don't look terrible, you're just watching like, God, this is not good. No one has his back. They turn on you immediately. So the moment you go to a new team, like the equity of the money we've paid you, of the draft capital we've invested in you, it goes out the window so fast when you haven't been there long. And uh, I've seen it personally because I've been in jobs with uh, new bosses that come in and things change and they change fast. And that's exactly what happened here. Uh, Sean Payton changed on him. He changed on him fast. And Sean Payton proved enough this year to be more than capable of having this team after the shitty start 
you know, to be a guy that the Waltons were going to double down on, right? They already gave him $90 million. They gave it to him for a reason. And then he proved this year kind of knows what he's doing. So the moment he goes to them and says, we got to get rid of this guy, they, they listen to him. And that to me is clearly, I'm sure that conversation has been taking place throughout the season. But it's like, Sean, do what you need to do, bro. Like, we trust you. And that's also what a good owner does. Like, I'm paying you a premium. And this is why I talk about the Chargers a lot. When you sign a guy, a high price coach, whether it's Pete, whether it's McVay, Kyle, Andy, Bill for 20 years, all these guys. Like, I'm paying you premium to trust you. So, like, you're going to know Russell Wilson's ability, all that stuff. You've been in this business a long time. You fucking do you. I'll try to sell seats. I'll try to market. I'll try to do everything. You just help us win. I'm paying you a premium to do everything football-wise. That's why I said the other day about the Kevin Warren situation in Chicago. Like, are you going to, if the new, if, if Poles and Eberflus both get blown out, whoever they hire, are they going to give carte blanche to do whatever they want? Because until you do that as an owner, you'll never be dominant. You, you just won't. Like, say what you want about Jerry Jones. Like, kind of lets Mike do what he needs to do. And whether it's going to work or not, I don't know. But like, that's how it works. I mean, that's how success happens. You got to let the grand poobah in your organization, which is typically your coach, cook. And if he can't, if he makes crappy meals, you got to fire him if he's not good enough. But like, listen, it was, it couldn't have been easy for people in Seattle to be like, Pete, are you sure you want to do this? He's like, trust me. John's like, I, I, shit, I would have done this four years ago. I wanted uh, Josh Allen, but the Browns told me to kick rocks or no, Russell declined it, you know? So, and, and then, like I said, Back to the quarterback thing. Huge element of luck. Never forget. The Eagles tried to trade for Russell Wilson two years ago. He declined. He said no because of the no trade clause. So, it's listen, luck's a huge part of pro sports. What a crazy move. I mean, there are... It's what makes sports great, right? Especially the NFL. It's just such a great reality television show. It wasn't even crossing my mind. I thought they'd just play out the string and then get rid of them. Uh, but no, Sean Payton draws a line in the sand. And uh, no, no moss for Russell Wilson in Seattle. A couple other things. You know, Travis Kelsey, obviously the clip that went viral of him throwing his helmet, of him not playing well, of Andy <laughs> giving him the bump. And I was just, I was eating lunch with my mom and my girlfriend. I was like, there's not another coach in the league that could do that. Not only could do that, but it wasn't even weird at all. It shows you the, the gravitas that, that Coach Reed has. Like, you know, and, and Travis knew. It was, like, it was like my dad would have done to me when I was younger. It's like, fucking shape up or ship out, buddy. And I, I saw some of the quotes that Travis gave, uh, I think, Adam Teicher, who's covered the Chiefs forever. I think he said it on his New Heights podcast. I think part of the reason he's frustrated, and this is the hard part about pro sports, because obviously Taylor Swift comes up a lot. I think it's hard to to lose a step when you're an all-time great player. It's one thing if you're just like a decent player and you're like, God, I might lose my spot. I had a five, six, seven-year career. I think there's another thing when you're just, I'm one of the greatest players ever. Not like tight end. I'm like legit one of the great NFL players ever. Charles Barkley is awesome because he's just so candid and authentic. And he said it forever, like, I started fighting teammates and looking back, it turned out like I just sucked. I couldn't play anymore. And I think the moment you start slipping, like Mahomes is frustrated and he starts playing shittier, but it's because his team's kind of falling apart. It's not because like he's losing a step, but Travis is. And I love Travis Kelsey. I met him earlier this year at TPC, talked to him for like 15 minutes. I text coach Reed right after him. Like, God, I just met Travis. He's, he's a very down to earth guy. Now this is pre Taylor Swift, but we just kind of talked. And uh, everyone I know with the Chiefs swears by the guy. He's been an incredible, 
not just player, but I think person that relationship in that organization, really since you know that latter part of Alex and then Mahomes maturing as a guy and becoming a leader. But I think once your game is not the same, and I've seen it with the Warriors with Clay Thompson, it's it's difficult, right? Most of us in most of our professions get better as we age, get to hone our craft throughout you know our 30s, our 40s, our 50s. Depending on what you do, you can do it in your 60s and 70s. You know, as an athlete, especially a guy like Travis who is so dependent on athleticism, if you're a 98 and then you go to an 88, I'm just doing like the video games type thing, that's a hard 10 points to lose. And you go from 88 to like 60 much faster than you go from 98 to 88. So I think you start seeing your athletic mortality. Here's the other thing. These guys aren't dumb, man. I don't care how big your ego is and how great of a career you've had. Think how many players in Travis's career he's seen come and go in his organization. It's, it's the part of the business. Peyton Manning was cut. Tom Brady was told by Belichick, we don't want you. Joe Montana was traded. So, like, arguably the greatest three or four players in the league, in league history, were told, nope. Adios, see ya. We're going to go in a different direction. So if it can happen to Montana, Brady, and Peyton Manning, fuck Aaron Rodgers. The Packers were done. It can happen to anybody. And when you know that, like, like that's just, it's not something in baseball and basketball with these guaranteed contracts. You just know, like, I got four more years. They can't get rid of me, even if they bench me and I slip. And I'm not saying Travis is, like, level of, like, kicking him to the curb, but he's not dumb. And he understands when he's not playing well. This has nothing to do with Taylor Swift. It really doesn't. I know she's a big part of the conversation. It just has him not being as good. And when you're just not as good, like, it's tough in the NFL. Because you, you know. Think of the, not just how many teammates you've played with, but you play in a division and you've seen so much turnover on the teams you play. It's a very, very humbling industry, right? Coaches get fired. I've been in as a scout. Scouts, GMs get fired. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how, what your resume is. It can happen to anyone at any moment. And listen, I'm not saying they're going to cut him this offseason. I, I haven't even looked at his contract lately, though he doesn't make that much money relative to you know a lot of positions. Google Andy. You know Andy's got rid of a lot of guys with elite resumes. And it would be very, very difficult. But two years ago, think about it for Travis. They traded Tyreek Hill who might be the fucking MVP of the league. They, they traded him for first and second and like a fourth. See you, buddy. Adios. Godspeed. Appreciate your effort. We need to uh, get some youth in here. Tyreek Hill, in the peak of his powers. And there wasn't even a quick, like no one was like, you know, I don't think Tyreek can play. Think he's losing a step. No one uttered that. Dude's gone to Miami and like added to a Hall of Fame career in like an impressive way. It's like been just as good with not as good of a quarterback. You've been incredible. And he's like, see ya. This is just... The league will come at you fast, man. And last but not least, uh, Jacoby Brissett named the starter. I've seen a lot of different thoughts. Like, why would they do this? I think it's pretty simple. If you're Ron Rivera, you know you're getting fired. You got two more games to be a head coach. You're never going to be head coach in the NFL again. It's over. It's, it's, it, the ship has sailed. I think you're throwing a veteran guy whose people love him. Super high character guy, a bone. Give him a couple games to get some game film. If you have one good game, honestly, he had some good moments against the Jets. 
if if in one of the next two weeks he just has a good game, that could be worth ten, fifteen million dollars to Jacoby Brissett over a couple years span. That could be multiple five, seven million dollar contracts to be a backup. I heard I was listening to Lombardi or someone the other day say, "Can you imagine if the Patriots just had Jacoby Brissett? Would would they have been in the playoffs?" Right. So you do a solid, and listen, Ron's a former player. He's been coached long enough in the league. Like it's kind of throwing him a bone. Ultimately, Sam Howell, his his situation, he's either going to be the starter or the backup next year. More than likely, depending, you know, if they draft a guy, be the backup quarterback in Washington. But his his spot's kind of set. To me, Jacoby is one of those guys. When you get these reps and you get this game film, it changes your life. As a guy like that, you know, I know he's already made some money, but I'm just it extends your NFL life. Right? Look, Gardner Minshew got to play this year. Think how much money the guy's made. Jake Browning, think how much money the guy's made. The hard part, and having been in the front office and evaluating quarterbacks, now this year's unique because like 60 guys have started, but on a given year, most starters play most games. So you may see a couple backups here and there, but for the most part, if you're a backup quarterback, the only film as we go into free agency or should we trade for this guy is typically based on the preseason. And we know what a joke that is. So when you get regular season game film, your resume is enhanced dramatically. So I I don't think it's really that complicated of a move, and I think they're simply doing it uh, to throw their guy a bone. Last but not least, my friends at Uber Eats, it's time for this week's player or executive I thought might give almost, almost anything to redo his game brought to you by Uber Eats. To me, this is a no-brainer. Two years ago, they traded multiple first-round picks, felt like half their roster for Russell Wilson, and they gave him like $180 million. And I think George Payton, who the moment they struck out on Aaron Rodgers, who, to me, you can trade for Aaron Rodgers any day of the week, twice on Sundays, I, I don't care. Like, I'll, I'll never, I have no problem with the Jets doing it, no problem with them wanting to do it. If you wanted to argue with me about hiring his buddy as the head coach, it fucking feels like everyone has to do that. Aaron Rodgers is in a different universe than Russell Wilson. The Russell thing, like whether I got an opinion, whether you got an opinion, right, wrong, was he slipping, was he still going to be as good, it doesn't really matter. The general manager is paid to know where he's trending. And John Schneider wanted to get rid of him. Like, if you are in his shoes, it is fair to go, why wasn't that a major red flag to you? And like I said, desperation, 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 desperate to make a move, that would make you a legendary general manager. Instead, it made you a GM that, let's face it, for years, George Patton, or Peyton, I always screw up his name, was uh, interviewing for GM jobs, turning them down, and it's there's a decent chance in you know 10 plus days he will be fired and he'll never be a general manager in the NFL again. So I, I think he would be a guy that would like a little redo. So that's this week's almost, almost anything executive of the week. And you can order almost, almost anything with Uber Eats, the official on-demand partner of the NFL. Order now. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. 
LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. They help you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Did you know 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites? LinkedIn's the only one I use. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N. That's linkedin.com slash J-O-H-N to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Okay, let's bang out a couple mailbags. You guys know the drill. At John Middlecoff. At John Middlecoff is the Instagram. Fire in those direct messages. At John Middlecoff, two Fs. Fire in the DMs. Question for the mailbag. At what point does every quarterback getting bigger contracts come to an end? It seems almost impossible for teams to win once a quarterback is making 35 to $45 million. Mahomes and the Chiefs this year is an example. Always enjoy your content. Well, I, I don't think it's a great example because they're going to end up winning 10 or 11 games. I think the problem is they just, they would probably like a couple redos on some skill guys, right? I, I think if they get some redos, there's just a couple redos in the draft, right? I think they would take a Laporta with the last pick in the draft uh, last year in the first round. And definitely Sky Moore is a situation they draft him in the second round. When you have, you, you just need to draft to bear your fruit. And when it doesn't, you know, produce, you're in a little trouble. But the Chiefs are still, I mean, if they win these last two games, they're going to win 11 games. So, like, if that's the disaster, I think Mahomes is a little bit of an outlier. Same thing with Josh Allen. Like, both those teams are going to win 10, 11 games. I think the problem you get is, and this is my issue with Purdy. Like, everyone's like, they don't have to pay Purdy yet. The moment we got to start paying Purdy, like, let's see his body of work. Trevor Lawrence, under no, when I, when I see, like, what are they going to do? Uh, not pay him? Like, to me, Trevor Lawrence is not getting a new contract this year. Guys after their third year that got new contracts were Josh Allen, were Patrick Mahomes. Lamar Jackson didn't even get one. 
Like, no, I'm not paying Trevor Lawrence. We're playing this fucking thing out. So we don't always have to rush to pay everybody. I, I, I just do not believe that. Like, prove it. And now you get in weird situations, but like, don't, the Giants played it out and then they still gave him money. So I, I think you just need to be more prudent. Like, listen, when you know you have an all-time great player, you got no choice. Say the, the Cardinals did it with Kyler Murray. It was after three seasons. Like, can't we just play one more? Can't we just take a deep breath? What's our rush? I think everyone always rushes into it. I don't understand the Russell Wilson contract anymore. Last year, it was he's guaranteed a bazillion dollars. They're stuck with him. And now it's they're benching him so they don't have to pay him. Which is it? Well, they truly guaranteed him. I, I have to go back and look at the contract. But whatever the number is, true guarantees, doesn't matter whether you're injured or not. That's the money that you're getting no matter what. And then the moment after a couple years, remember, they paid him two years ago. It starts having these kickers. Like, I can cut you, but if you pass a physical, if you can't pass a physical, injury guarantees. So, like, once you get to a certain point of, like, the $250 million of the contract, instead of, like, the 150 or 160 or whatever the number is, then it starts having these yearly kickers, right? It's why that free agency date for a lot of players is so big. I, I haven't even done a deep dive into the contract. But, like, when I sign you to, let's just pick even numbers, $200 million, right? I give you a five-year, $200 million contract. So you're making, what would that be, $40 million a year. But I only guarantee you $100 million. True guarantees. So like the moment you sign that contract, and let's say your signing bonus is $50 million. So you got a $200 million contract, $100 million is guaranteed, and you got a $50 million signing bonus. So the moment you sign the contract, I think it's within two weeks, you get $50 million. Now, you're technically like a W-2 employee, so I, you know maybe you get whatever, $30 million into your account. But that signing bonus comes through. Then over the course of like 12 or 18 months, you get that $100 million. So you have made $100 million. This isn't basketball or baseball where you're paid even numbers every year. Contracts are very manipulated in football. And then that separate $100 million, that non-truly guaranteed money, is a lot of times for injury. So if in the second year you shatter your leg, like they're kind of stuck with you. So it's still very, you know, incentivized for you. Like if you play and get injured, that's kind of on the team. But if you're not, I still can have somewhat of a clean break. Now, the reason the dead money is so big is because when, even in that example I just gave you, the $100 million in guaranteed money, I amortize over the books over the five years. But what do I do? A lot of times I make it bigger in year three, four, and five than I do in year one and two. But I am still have to account for that money. On my salary cap, that hunt, that truly guaranteed money, I have to account for like a credit card. I have to pay it at some point in time. It's why like when the Cowboys cut Dez and remember Tony Romo retired, they were still paying for it because they, they pushed it down on the books, which is smart business because you just kind of live in the moment. But the contract, it's just very complicated because it's always about guaranteed money. What are your thoughts on the Rashard Mendenhall tweet? Is that how a lot of people in the NFL talk behind closed doors? I've never heard anyone talk like that. Now, I mean, I haven't worked for a team now in a while. The internet, and, and I think a lot of these guys, like when you see a lot of quote-unquote tweets, you know, former players or just people on the internet, I, I think a lot of it is you're just bored. You're kind of living in this fucking world. There's probably a lot of misery going around in your head. 
I think most times when you're on a team, like people are just pretty normal. I, I know, you know, I, I think some of the divisive shit that goes on on social media is like people talk shit about that stuff in a team sense. <laughs> it just, it, it's, it's like, bro, put your phone down. Go fucking live life. I, I think most people reacted to it how a lot of people were like making fun of it. It's stupid. Would be my ultimate take. I always kind of like Richard Mendenhall as a player. I thought he was pretty good early on in his career with the uh, with Pittsburgh. Clearly, seems kind of like angry. Uh, hey, John, I'm a new fan of the pod and love listening to you and Colin. My question for you is: Should the Cleveland Browns consider trading up into the late first round of the draft to take quarterback like Penix or Bo Nix? I understand Watson's contract is a massive albatross, which is impossible to get out of under the. New, the way the CBA is, but it's a time to start planning for the future. It's a tough one, man. I think you're kind of stuck. I, I don't think you can trade up for a quarterback, especially because his contract, we just talked about it, the $230 million is it, the way it impacts your books. He has a massive, massive cap hit. So his cap hit the next three years, you have to draft, draft cheap labor. And the only way you get that is have to picks. And you trade up, you'd lose a bunch of picks. So I, I would say no on that one. Obviously, the Colts had the plan to start Richardson for the year. With that being said, do you think they win more or less games if he didn't get hurt? Also, do you think Minshew will be viewed as a bright starter on a high-end backup this offseason? Um, I, I think it's impossible to play the game on Anthony Richardson. I, I think if you were going to take an educated guess, you said you guys would have won less games, assuming you're a Colts fan. Just because... Rookie quarterback, I, I would say less. I mean, the guy wasn't winning in college, so to think that he would just immediately succumb, you'd win eight, nine, ten games in the pros, I think you would have won less games. Now, I think big picture, long term, it would have benefited them greatly to get those reps, to have that tape, to have that teaching process, to have the ups and the downs. But I think Minshew, 100%, is probably a better player. I don't think probably. is a better player today, right? If you had to win a football game yesterday, you would take Gardner Minshew over Anthony Richardson. Now, over the next five years, it's not even a question. It's why they drafted the guy. I think Minshew made a lot of money this year. I think someone could give him like one year, $15 million to be a bridge starter. I think he could be a backup quarterback in the NFL for a long time moving forward. As a lifelong Lions fan, I am ecstatic about the direction of the team. When I actually watch them play, I see two big weaknesses, edge and corner. Do you think with one more good draft, and wise free agency moves. The Lions could be the favorites in the NFC next year. Well, I think as long as Jared Goff's your quarterback, you would have to just hit some home runs. on Because it's always going to be somewhat of a limitation. But your team going into next year is stupid stacked. I mean, all these guys that are good on your team are all coming back. All the alignment, all the impact offensive players, Aiden Hutchinson, you would think Campbell, your first-round pick, is going to be better. Uh, one way I think you can help, if because it's hard to get edge rushers, right? And if you, let's say, you're in the second round of the playoffs, like you're usually not going to find T.J. Watt in the second round, or excuse me, in the, in the 20s, right? I think if you improve the defensive tackle spot, right? It doesn't necessarily have to be an edge. I just improve the defensive line to go with Aiden Hutchinson, right? If you can just find a legit interior guy to go with him, it, it can boost you dramatically. In corner, sometimes there's a little luck involved. Like, can you find a guy in the second or third round that just can be an impact player? I don't think you need to draft, you know, a star corner in the first round because you never know. 
Like you can find starters in the all over the draft. I would draft a couple of them, couple DBs, and just hope you hit on one of them. I, I would always though invest early on in the lines, and I would just keep doubling down there, double down on the defensive line, and load up on offense. You'll be fine. Now it's just going to come down. Can you trust Jared Goff in the biggest moments? Uh, I've always been a fan. I'm biased. I mean, I've watched him since he was in college. I've followed his career really since his senior year in high school. But it can't, you know, he's not the same guy outside. That's not really arguable. And there's just, are you just 100% confident in the guy? I, I think this, I think that's a fair thing to ask. But ultimately, like, what a time to be alive if you're a Lions fan. Now, your basketball team might lose 50 straight games, even though your coach is making $75 million. But your football team's really fun. And, uh, I mean, still has a chance to be the number one overall seed. Should, I hope you guys win a playoff game. Because I do think if somehow that you ended up playing the Rams in the first round and lost, that, that would suck. That, that, that would be, that would really be a kick in the you-know-what. To have the type of season you have and have Matt Stafford come into your house and do that to you, that would feel like a little unfair. Honestly, it would. Even though I want to see it. Not necessarily you guys lose, I just want to see the game. I, and I, you guys easily could win that game as well. But uh, that, that'd be, of all the teams to lose to, that, that, that'd be tough. At least, especially in the first round, home playoff game. Uh, you haven't won a playoff game in, what, 30-plus years. But, yeah, I'd be very, very excited. The Volume. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash credit card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash credit card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.